Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spocher. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Romaran right here along with Emil A.S.H., uh, our other co-hosts are not available this Monday afternoon or this Monday evening. It's okay. We got the fort held down for you with this week's Pick of the Week episode. Emil, how are you? I am good. On the, how are your yeah, the, after the chamber? I uh, I had I have so much things to say, but again, this this episode is just we're talking about our picks of the week. So you'll finish on where we will just reserve for the live stream on thursday yeah because we'll a lot about, happened right, that's right, a lot that's happened right. yeah during that weekend yeah we'll talk about the major uh creative implications as always on the thursday live stream if you're new here to the picks of the week episodes we'll be talking about our favorite uh things matches segments anything shows even uh, that happened in the past week of wrestling. For this episode, it is from uh, Monday, February 13 to Sunday, February 19, which is yesterday as of this recording. But before we start any of those talk, Emil here is going to tell you all about our Patreon program. Take it away, Emil. All right. So uh, Elimination Chamber just concluded. And the next uh, pay-per-view on the horizon is Revolution, AEW Revolution. And uh, we're going to have a watch party this time uh, with AEW Revolution. So you can join our watch party by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Other perks of our Patreon is you get to join our Discord community where we talk about anything under the sun. Of course, we talk about wrestling. We have a, we have our watch parties, which we will have with Revolution in a couple of weeks. We also talk about sports, gaming, fashion, food, and everything. Everything that uh, you want to talk about with us, you can hang out with us in our Discord uh, server. We also have our Pasabais. Uh, our uh, latest Pasabais uh, just concluded uh, late last year. And I think most of us already got our merch. So, uh, so kung gusto nyo nga sumabay sa aming next Pasabay, that is a perk of uh, being a patron of our, be a patron of our Patreon. And lastly, weekly show reviews uh, of uh, the, the Raw, SmackDown, uh, even local wrestling shows, uh, courtesy of Rowan ASH. So, and so all of that, is part of our Patreon program. And lastly, just to support the podcast, support everything that we do here. So again, you could do all that by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or in our uh, currency, it's around 260 or 270 pesos. So there. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good, Emil. Uh, all right. We just wanted to say that, um, it's not the same, yung watch parties natin. Pero we still have like party atmosphere by talking and bantering with each other, telling jokes while watching the show. Uh, yung nga sabi ni patron Tito Mikey, which you heard last Thursday on the stream. I use humor to 
to mask my feelings <laughs> about the things that are and, happening uh, on screen. And what happened last Sunday, that the watch party that we had, the banter, really helped. I think most of us cope to <laughs> what <laughs> what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, tapos yung pasabay na sinasabi ni Emil, uh, we'll be having one in time for WrestleMania because WrestleMania, they usually have big sales. And we have some perks uh, lined up from WWE shops. So uh, we'll open, we'll, we'll promote it as we get closer to April. Pero if you want to get legit merch, uh, now is the time. Now is a good time to get on it. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, move on to the main event or rather the meat of the episode by talking about our picks of the week. And again, we have all picks from all five of us hosts. And we have a lot of things here. We got uh, a bunch of Elimination Chamber picks. But first, we will go to Chino's uh, pick, which is uh, the new slate or the new season, rather, of A&E's WWE programming. So they did uh, WWE Biography, which uh, uh, dove into the NWO, the New World Order, and WWE Rivals, which replaced WWE Most Wanted Treasures and for rivals, they uh, they went into the Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant feud from the eighties. So, Emil, did you catch this? Uh, did you catch any of these uh, shows before you went on the air? Yeah, actually, it was able to catch both. Yung uh, the NWO biography, I got to catch it after the All Star Game. So I was I was watching it on A and E, the channel itself. I have I have a way to, to do that. <laughs> and uh, the rivals, I was able to catch it before before coming in onto the air. So, Ayon, um, this I think this was the Hulk Hogan week for the A and A and E documentary since mm-hmm. uh, the feature yung uh, like two eras of Hulk, of Hulk Hogan and. As a fa- as someone who nina abutan yung panahon nila Hulk Hogan, I always enjoy watching these things because you always get a new perspective of the wrestling era during that time. And the A and E documentaries have this refreshing aesthetic compared to the WWE produced documentaries. So I feel like must they they go more in depth with things rather than the yung mga pido produced sa WWE. Uh, so I I really love this the the two documentaries especially the the NWO one because must familiar a whole with end up with the NWO and the one takeaway that I had I actually tweeted about it earlier the one takeaway I had after watching this episode is they really screwed up that Starcade '97 ending like all they had to do there was put over Sting and that would wind up to be one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history but i don't know what happened like <laughs> like they all like in um it was a layup it was a layup for them and they still managed to bungle it so and then i was thinking at that uh, i was thinking when i was watching that i think that was the point in which the downfall of WCW really started because that was the peak of NWO for me. Like after that, it was downfall for NWO and the entire WCW. Yeah. I think it had something to do with the NWO wanting to go into business for themselves. I know Hogan wanted to go into business for himself. A lot of times he had, I believe a creative control clause at WCW. So there's and he that. Tr- and he, yeah, he tried to justify it during the documentary. <laughs> of course. Uh, he, he, he was saying, uh, um, like, sorry for the spoilers, but he, but he was saying... Uh, it's not a spoiler, is it? <laughs> he I mean, was, it, he was, it happened 30 years ago. <laughs> he was just thinking after putting Sting over, what's next for the Hulk Hogan character? So, yeah, he, that that's kind of true. They, they went into the business for themselves. They could have put a, They could have put Sting over, but... I, I don't know um, politics, I guess, and that was a that was a wrestling uh, during those times. Yeah, uh, that that's wrestling egos for you. I don't know how much you know about that, but uh, everywhere you go, when the stars and you know when stardom and egos are involved, that is a common occurrence. Sadly, um, I I caught the rivals uh, episode between uh, uh, Hogan and Andre the Giant. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't watching at the time because I wasn't born yet. But there were some things I didn't know, actually. I didn't know that um, Hogan was Japanese trained. 
I didn't know. I, I knew he was a little shit, but I didn't know he was uh, humbled by uh, the Japanese trainer, see Matsuda, I believe. And uh, Andre the Giant kind of smartened him up as well uh, when they started their program. So that was pretty cool. I still don't have a lot of sympathy for Hogan right now. And I really question, I mean, I didn't really care that much for these episodes, but uh, Chino says, um, and I agree, that it's perfect supplementary viewing for any wrestling fan champion. It's not just the shows you watch on the weekly nowadays, but it's also about the history, which you got to know. Yeah, it's it's perfect for the casual like wrestling fan or you mga laps wrestling fan to go into. It doesn't really go into deep into the business uh itself. So and then me me still me halong kayfabe and then me halong ano din, uh, behind the scenes. Just the perfect mix for it. That's why I agree with uh this is a statement that it's a perfect supplementary viewing for any wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, if you have time, if you have time among the Eight or so hours of wrestling we're getting every week, uh, or if you're, I know, if you're an old school fan, I know there are a few new or even new generation, but of old school fans who are our age, so that's pretty. As uh, it's pretty good viewing. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is a good host. Uh, he has reverence and respect for the product, and magandang pagkakaproduce niya nila for the shows. All right. I uh, I just want to add yeah. a little note before Don't we end this uh, portion. No, um, they said that uh, the Saturday night main event match was seen by 33 million people. I don't think wrestling will ever be that big again. Like, like I know. I don't even believe some... that figure. 33 million people. they were saying that um, wrestling was only just getting mainstream at the time. So I don't yeah. believe for a moment that 33 million all over America, even though it's on TV, I don't believe that. Although it is NBC and NBC is like yeah, a popular NBC. cable channel in the US, but I, I don't believe that either. Yeah, pero yung, yung ano, like they wrestling won't ever get to those levels again. And indeed much a knock against wrestling, but that's the union time say like uh people like they WWE did such a good job of uh like uh, presenting wrestling on a nationwide like worldwide stage via NBC and NBC reaped the benefits for it and also WWE so um that was that was a great time for wrestling even though I wasn't alive yet to to see what happened in the 80s yeah, it's on demand. So you need actually need an excuse to you. Uh, you weren't there. You weren't born. You weren't watching. And anything you want to watch is available online. Uh, there are ways to get to it. All right. All right. Let's move on to your pick, Emil, for the week. What is it? What is it? And tell us, uh, you know, why you liked it. All right. So uh, I I picked this because I don't think we'll have enough time on Thursday to talk about this because of what happened with everything. So I decided to give give this match uh, the praise and the love that it deserves. And it is from NJPW Battle of the Valley between Mercedes Money. How, how do you pronounce the last Monet. name again? Money. Money. Like money yeah, because, there, arte. <laughs> because there's a celebrity na Money then. So yeah. now Monet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what everyone thought at first and then she clarified yeah. and it's Money. Yeah. Uh, versus Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, that was a that was a really great match. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm gonna uh, go down here with my notes. I love that Mercedes uh, paid uh, tribute to the late Hannah Kimura with her gear. Uh, that was that was a good touch. And uh, this is Mercedes' first official match after leaving WWE last year, and she was thrusted immediately into the spotlight. By challenging a familiar foe uh, in Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship and the title in its early stages, and uh, the title needs some prestige, and there's no better way for it to be built than having two of the best women's wrestlers today compete for the said championship. And I like Mercedes here because usually when someone comes from WWE and their first match elsewhere, they would really look awkward and they would. They would, parang may mga batches na mangyayari, but not Mercedes. Like everything, her style fits so well with Kyrie, and I guess my familiarity din don, since uh, Kyrie also came from uh, WWE, so she was the perfect first opponent for her, and they, I think, they complemented each other well, and it turned out to be a really great match. 
And, um, and nakita na din natin yung finisher ni Mercedes, which was a, a gory... Uh, what, what was the official name so of finisher? It's a, it's a gory special, uh, yeah. yung um, back-to-back uh, lift. And then it's like, it spins out into a face buster. So it's kind of like yeah. um, a gory special Stormbreaker. So that's, yeah, it, it, that's they finally did it right there because in the practice in Seguro. So it looked really, yeah. really good. And then uh, lastly, um, the women's division in NJPW, uh, again, way uh, early stages. Pa, and they supplement talent from stardom. But having Mercedes be that first crossover star that came from the Western to, to NJPW is a big move. And I hope it's a side of things now. NJPW will take its women's division more seriously rather than just featuring the stardom uh, acts in Wrestle Kingdoms and having like 10-minute matches. So I hope magkaroon talaga ng division yung NJPW uh, women's uh, promotion. Um, I really like this because um, this is like peak Sasha Banks and uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes. But yeah, Sasha Banks. So we, knew, we knew her as Sasha Banks. But I said this online and Sasha Banks and Mercedes Monet is night and day, like super night and day. I couldn't fully get behind Sasha Banks. I know a lot of people liked her because uh, she her her character was larger than life. Uh, her personality was larger than life. But to me, because the wrestling was just kind of there. It kind of reminds me of my earlier days as a wrestler. And uh, I would just be doing moves. And uh, they look nice. Sometimes, uh, most of the time, they might look nice. But they were just there. And to me, uh, I don't know if it was like a failure of NXT, the performance center. But it just was just there. It was just there. And I didn't get that much investment toward what Sasha Banks was doing. But when she went to uh, New Japan, to Japan in general, because she was training in Japan way before this, um, it felt like another gear was unlocked uh, in her. Uh, it felt like Daniel Bryan going back to Bryan Danielson. Uh, he, he was doing one thing in the WWE as Daniel Bryan, but in outside WWE, he was doing something really different as Bryan Danielson. And it was more deliberate. It was more patient. It was, I don't know, it was bigger. Bigger than what he was doing for the most part in WWE. So it, it was like the same thing here for Mercedes Monet. Parang na-unlock yung pagiging tunay na wrestler niya, if that makes sense. I don't know, if you, if you don't get this, you kind of have to watch a Sasha Banks match and the Mercedes Monet match side by side. You know, it's just different. It's like she's not being pressured to do all of these spots and running around the ring and wrestling a quick match. But she was just there. It it felt like she was a bigger deal than before. Like she was a bigger wrestler than before. It's like her Brian Danielson face. And I'm all here for it. And I don't know though if it's because she has experience now with Kyrie. Because we all know that she wrestled Kyrie and Asuka before. But I hope that when she finally gets to wrestle the other Joshis, that's work niya. So Really good. Um, I hope that this is a glimpse into a more improved uh, Mercedes Varnado. You know, ano, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, the, um, the one that you said uh, now, na, na maybe this is because uh, she is facing Kyrie, which is which you know for all fans like she worked with on WWE and they you know they worked together for for a time there WWE so. Siguro for me, masabangan ko once she already gets into the ring with the Joshis, people like Julia, um, and, and uh, most most of the stardom gals. That's I think that's the true test of whether or not this is really a much more improved Mercedes rather than the Sasha Banks that we saw in WWE in the last 10 years. I think a big part of it then was she was given a lot of time. They were given a lot of time because in WWE, you would get like, what, 10 to 15 minutes for a women's match. Like, I think that's the longest they could go or a little under 20. Their time was able to let them work a match that could breathe. It also helped that they were in front of an American crowd who absolutely loved uh, Mercedes Monet and a lot of those factors or those two factors contributed to a much better match than we'd ever seen in WWE. I think the only match that stands up to it was versus Bailey, an Iron Woman match. So, yeah, uh, really great uh, for Mercedes Monet. Again, 
hope that it is a good sign for things to come. Anything left you need to add, Emil? I can sing it this out just for a bit. A bonus pick of the week for me is right, uh, the Miz. Go ahead. Is the Miz dra- uh, almost dra- <laughs> uh, almost draining the game winner from the celebrity game the NBA? No, it wasn't a game, game. winner. It, it would have just tied them, right? No, because it was the, my four my four point eh. ah, four There point. was a four. Yeah, right, right. right. So that would have been that would uh, would have won the game for them. And uh, the the thing I love about that is that all throughout the game he di 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 la high score si Miz eh. and that was that was that was the only time where he actually made a basket, but I didn't count. So shout out to the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Miz who knew that he actually came to play. All right, uh, before we move on to our elimination chamber picks. Uh, let's take a quick break and listen from our other, you know, listen to our other podcast from Podcast Network Asia. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, we're back with this week's Picks of the Week episode from us, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And now we move on to our picks from WWE. We we grouped this together because they're all from Elimination Chamber. So first, uh, Stan's pick, which is the return of Sami Zayn's OG theme song, Worlds Apart. Uh, first on SmackDown last Friday, and then it's full force at uh, yesterday's Elimination Chamber event. So this is really cool. Uh, I think um, a lot of people have been calling for this, and oh, I was calling for this, or you know, internally calling for this, the moment they turned Sammy face. And since then, because they haven't really uh, given her, given him an entrance, entrance, so he was just sneaking through the crowd calling people out attacking roman reigns so there wasn't really a chance for them to play a new theme song until last friday and Chempre, the old theme wouldn't wouldn't have fit his character i mean the the theme that he was using before this which was young uh heel remix wouldn't have fit his character now and all i'm glad that they kept or uh, this this was one of the few cfos um themes that they kept i don't know what I would do if they changed it. I hope they don't change it because it's really iconic. I know a lot of people get mad when they change the CFO's songs, but I think this would be really upsetting, at least for me as well, if they changed it. So what did you think, Emil? His his uh, previ- previous theme was so forgettable. No? I don't even remember much about that. And But so the return of uh, this theme song, the World Supply theme, it's literally no joke. When he came out, when I saw the video of him coming out on SmackDown, I got I got uh, tears and I got goosebumps uh, on on my arms because it it is we all know that to be Sami Zayn's theme song. We we don't associate any other theme songs with Sami. That is his song. And palang bumalik ako dun sa NXT days where in his storyline, his uh, major storyline as well, where he won NXT title. So nanumbalik ako during that time and when. That we when we had our predictions last Thursday, I was still I was still thinking uh, Roma's gonna win, Roma's gonna win. But when they brought back this team, um, I had a change of heart. Like all of a sudden, I want Sami Zayn to win the match, and um, it, obviously, someone didn't happen. But man, they did like they they did everything to make us believe that Sami would have won. And bringing back the theme song was one of those things that they did. So kudos to WWE for um, bringing this back. Yeah, so while we're on the topic of Sami Zayn, we might as well get into my pick, which was uh, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Siempre, uh, we all know by now what happened. It was a huge heartbreak in Montreal. But when you look back at how they built this up, it's not surprising. Um, again, Wrestling Logic, I don't know if you're familiar with Wrestling Logic, Emil, but when you come into an event looking really, really strong, that is a big sign 
that that person is going to lose. So they really hyped up Sammy. Uh, there was a hope in me and in a lot of people that the whole hype that they were giving him would lead into a good ending. Pero siempre, the smart brain, as Tito Mikey likes to call it, knows that you got to make up for that devastating loss with a lot of hope. Diba? And the formula worked. They got us and then they got us in the end. When it comes to the match, I like the match because it was a really good main event style, WWE main event style match. At first, it started out really basic. They did some moves or sequences that for us rest are super basic. But uh, you see these, these main eventers of the biggest wrestling company in the world doing this to start their match. It's pretty cool and kind of justifies how you're trained. Right? And then it became increasingly complex, which is tamalang for a main event match. It got overbooked in the end. But again, that's cool as well because you do need to do all of those things to set up the drama and to properly justify how Sammy lost. So I don't know if we need to recap this, but uh, Jay interfered. Jimmy interfered first. Then Jay interfered and tried to stop Roman from using the chair on Sammy. And then that backfired eventually with Sammy spearing Jay out of the ring. And then uh, Roman took that time to pummel uh, Sammy with a chair as he originally intended. And that's how Sammy lost. So it's still good cinema. I, I would say it's still good cinema, but siempre, it got overshadowed by the fact that Sammy lost and that deflated the crowd. So I don't know. For me, despite all of that, it still made us feel feelings at the moment. I don't know if you recall how we were all just uh, at the edge of our seats when we were watching this yesterday. And when they get to do that, they pretty much did what they did, what they set out to do. So everything was still well executed. Um, I know a lot of people won't say that because they didn't get or we didn't get the ending we wanted. But it was still all pretty good. It was all uh, it was all masterfully executed, and I think that moving forward, but then uh, they get to build on what they started a couple of weeks ago with Cody and Heyman, and that's um, that's also I think something to look forward to. What do you think? Yeah, um, uh, you pretty much said everything. No, this match was perfect, perfect, man. And um, the only thing I didn't like at the end was the ref bumps. I thought it was too much. It was overbooked, but it was for a reason. The um, and so the whole match sobrang kabado ho, and that's how I know that I'm so invested in 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 this match, and and it speaks to how great that match it was. The I was so heartbroken with with the result, and I was I was literally deflated. Like I didn't even care anything post match because I was so deflated that Sammy saying lost. But uh, you know what? The the way that match went from beginning up until Siguro Yung uh ref bumps uh, thing, it was it was perfect. They sometimes you really don't need to do much to tell a story. When when the, the story surrounding a match is good, you don't need to do all the crazy moves. Uh, you don't need to. You don't need to do all of that. Like people will literally understand what they're seeing because of the story uh, behind the match. So dun palang parana sila don and uh, and Roman <laughs> Roman did such a good job of being a heel. Like years ago, you wouldn't thought this version of Roman Reigns would exist. Like yeah, people have been saying before, and ah yeah, we want Roman to be this cool badass heel, but no one thought that. The tribal chief Roman Reigns, like no one, no one, I think no one anticipated that we would get this, you know. So uh, again, that was another uh, master masterpiece from from Roman and Sami Zayn as well. To to his credit, he did an amazing job. And yung ano lang yung hindi ko lang gusto with people didn't like the match because of the ending, like that that uh, I I siguro some people. I get the reasoning behind it, but the match was great. Why? <laughs> like I saw some people complaining online that the you know the, the whole thing sucks because of the ending. The match itself was really good. So <laughs> from beginning to end. And um for me, this is a five-star match for me, even though it wasn't like a uh Kenny Omega Matt Classic. But again, the story itself. That is what brought the match into, you know, into what into the five star territory for me. 
Yeah, uh, we got to clarify, though. Um, the result is why people didn't like it. The finish was yeah. good. If a little hey. deflating, yes. Pero it's the result. Eh? I would say that the finish was earned then. I think Roman earned that. I think uh, they Sammy kind of earned, quote-unquote, his loss. So uh, it's great. Um, I put it as a match of the year contender. Uh, with or without the Sammy win, you know, uh, whether or not he won, it was still pretty good. Uh, you're right. I, thanks for bringing up the fact that we were all physically weak from from our hearts pounding while the match was going on. And uh, to me, I think that was the first time in a long, long time, I think, that I didn't know or and I was heavily invested in who was going to win. And I wasn't clear on who was going to win. I said, a lot of these things end up being predictable. And I like to say that predictability is a good thing. Because if it goes into a predictable finish that's actually good, then it's great. Because sometimes um, people want unpredictability, but it's not always uh, the good thing that they want. They just they think they want it, but uh, they don't know or they can't they can't come to terms with the fact that sometimes what's unpredictable is not what's good. So yeah, it's it's just really really good and it's really well told. God, like. I can't believe, uh, you know, I, I I haven't been this, I hadn't been this invested in a match for a long, long time. Same, same. And uh, credit again to WWE because they did everything to make all of us believe that Sammy, this was Sammy's moment. Like it was in Montreal and they, and Ariel Harwa, uh, who was the Hawaii. reporter again? He, like he keeps appearing and, you know, he was saying all, he was saying all these things about Montreal and Sami Zayn and even brought out, uh, GSP to hype up the crowd. So like they really did their jobs and, um, every, everyone, uh, who did a part in this deserves so much credit for this amazing, uh, experience that we all felt watching the, watching the whole match and watching the whole pay-per-view. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Uh, we're down to our last two picks. We have a special pick at the end, but our next pick is from Rowan, who picked the men's elimination chamber match for the United States Championship of Austin Theory, who was also in the match. Rowan is actually still typing as we speak, <laughs> but uh, Temper, we have our own thoughts, but let's, let's, let's talk about his thoughts. So Rowan says he really liked the fact that any of the six guys in the match could have realistically won. I mean, even though we all knew and we all found out that Austin Theory retained, I think what he's trying to say here is that any of those guys could have won and it wouldn't have been a bad thing. And would I mean, it wouldn't have been an unrealistic thing, you know. So uh, it goes to show, I think, how good or how well they've built up the mid card here on Raw. And alam uh, even though not everyone gets to be in the limelight, it's like none of them were weak heading into the chamber. So that's pretty good. He also likes Montez Ford's performance and Chepper, he was really upset that he lost. He really did do a superhuman performance there. And a lot of people going in really felt like or really thought that he would win and, you know, jumpstart a Street Profits breakup angle. But despite that, uh, Rowan really liked the finish where... Uh, and didn't finish, but uh, that that spot where uh, it was a finish, but where Logan Paul interfered and attacked Seth, leading to Theory get, uh, getting the pin. And uh, Rowan says, even though we didn't get a U.S. Championship win for Montez Ford, he is still pretty compelled and interested in how Austin Theory's road to WrestleMania will play out. He says, by the time this episode drops. He would have successfully defended the U.S. Championship against Edge tomorrow on Raw. And maybe at WrestleMania, Rowan is manifesting that Montez Ford will get his one-on-one championship shot. 
or you know, Theory will defend the championship against John Cena. So manamish ang gusto, manamish ang manifest here. So yeah, Emil, what did you think of this whole thing? Uh, clearly, Montez was the MVP of this match, like bar none. And from his entrance, he looked like a star. With with me, ano yung bagong gear siya na courtesy of uh, his wife Bianca Belair, and that was the first time for me na he doesn't look like a street profit member. Like he looked like he is Montez Ford, the superstar, and. Man, what a ma- what a performance! Like pagkalabas palang yun ng chamber, he really went balls to the walls, and he did that spot where he climbed the chamber. He did basically the ch- the chamber spot, and people were really behind him. They want him to win. They they were rooting for Montez Ford to win the match, and when um he got a standing ovation actually uh when he went out, so. But again, like uh, Rowan said here, all of these guys brought their A game, and and I like that all of these guys. Parang nung sila, they all had special gears just for this match, like Gargano with the uh, um, with a shout out to uh, uh, like a cartoon character that his that his sons that his uh, son loves, and Austin Austin Theory looking great as usual, and then Seth Rollins with that white gear. And Damon Priest looking sharp as well. So they they really thought this match like this is like a big match for for all of them. And it's a parang ano eh, um it's a it's a signature match for the Raw roster in in totality because it signifies that their mid card is great. Their mid card is uh is really worth watching for. And even though Fury retains, I enjoyed that match. I mean, we all expected Fury to retain. But that was a great showcase for all six of them. And another thing that I love here is they were able to showcase Johnny Gargano again because ever since he came back, I don't think Johnny was ever showcased in any shape or form during his whole tenure so far in the main roster. This is the first time where they let him just do his thing and he was great in it. He was great in the match. But again, all of, all of these six men did their parts in the... This uh, became the sleeper match of the night for some people. So, yeah, Honeman, my focus was on the quality of the work for the chamber itself. Um, when you compare the women and men's chambers, uh, you can tell talaga that you can tell one the level of experience that uh, each set of uh, wrestlers have. Atapos, uh, you can tell then how they view each division. You know. Uh, as much as we want to empower the women and we we do that, the women just aren't as experienced enough as the men. Like, not everyone is on the same level of work. And, I, you know, I hate saying that because uh, all of these girls or all of these uh, wrestlers, rather, are much better than me. And who am I to say now? Okay. But it just is. And as a result, the women's elimination chamber match was just there. Like I said, it was one of the elimination chambers of all time. <laughs> and the men's elimination chamber match was a lot better. Also because they were booked to have a lot more time while the women elimination uh, sudulo and but the women's chamber match was only like under 20 or 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was that really It was really quick, quick because match. it was really quick because uh the ending that they booked was just Asuka uh taking out a lot of people one by one, I think, or uh each of them uh taking out each other one by one until Asuka was uh the only one left. They were there weren't that many big spots and sequences as in the, the men's match. So in Talaga. It's just a shame because I think they could have got they could have done more. They got in more time and direction. So you know, uh, that said, the men's match was really good. Um, it, uh, the the second half of the show was really good because of uh, consistently great matches, and it was it, it's not a bad pick. You know, it's uh, it it definitely uh, increased the prestige and the value of the United States Championship even more than it has been over the past few months. So, good pick, Rowan. Good pick. Anything else you need? Uh, you want to add to this, Emil? I think the entire Chamber pay-per-view like, deserves a shout-out. Like Not just the uh, the matches that we mentioned, but also the tag match, the mixed tag match. That was great as well. 
Like, uh, I, I thought that would just be shorter than it was, but uh, I enjoyed the match and uh, I enjoyed the uh, Dom's antics throughout the match. Uh, and uh, what was the other match during? Oh, the uh, Brock, oh, the Brock, Le- oh, we, we don't need to talk about that. The Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley uh, match. So, yeah, but the whole chamber was really enjoyable. And I mean, it, parang ever since Triple H, Triple H took over, Sobrang kaganda na ng mga pay-per-views. And it's... The formula is basically less matches and more time for the matches para, para ma-absorb ng tao yung each match. So, baliktad na sila ng AEW when it, when it comes to pay-per-views. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Agree, agree. Uh, Triple H brought the takeover formula of having five... Uh, I think that's a max. No? I think they want to do only five... Uh, shows on the card that was everything will fill three hours. three hours So yun, uh, really great show. We'll talk about it again. We'll talk about the creative implications of uh, the event and Chempre Raw tomorrow on Thursday's live stream. All right, last special pick of the week. This was uh, you know last week was the 19th anniversary of No Way Out 2004 and the biggest win of Eddie Guerrero's career. So because it was around the same time as No Way Out, which was uh, on February 15, 2004, a lot of people thought that they would pull an Eddie Guerrero for Sami Zayn, you know, winning the big championship just before WrestleMania and kind of changing the WrestleMania plans from there. But even though it didn't happen, we got to pay tribute to one of the best moments of WWE history, which was Eddie Guerrero's big win uh, against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. So I'll start with this. Uh, This was a different time. You know, if you grew up watching matches from the late 2000s to today, uh, in a way, this match could be construed or interpreted as boring. Uh, I watched it recently, you know, relatively recently, and there was a long stretch of time in the middle where Brock was just beating up Eddie. So there was a really long stretch of that because they needed to fill like around, uh, let me check the time here. They needed to fill 30 minutes of a world championship match. And the thing about Eddie Kase is that he's super old school in that he'll take things slow and kind of call it in the ring because he likes doing that. It's not um, it's not like he uh, memorizes a whole bunch of sequences and an entire match and then does them all in quick succession. So he'll uh, he'll think of a sequence on the spot. He'll call it to the to his opponent, to his partner, and then they'll run that for you know uh, uh, thirty seconds or a minute. That was they'll slow down and then do it again. So that's the style Eddie Guerrero does if you're not familiar with it, especially if you're uh, a young a young person like Emil and Rowan <laughs> who didn't grow up around that time. Oh, I recently just rediscovered how Eddie works because I, I don't always get to watch uh, his matches, although they're good, but uh, it's quite different from what we got today. And like the... The Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match. It was kind of overbooked in the end, but you know, just the right way. Like uh ref bump, that was uh Goldberg comes in to spear Brock Lesnar. And then Eddie doesn't win from that alone because that would have really devalued him. But it opened the opportunity for him to counter Brock's uh F5 and then hit the frog splash for the win. And I didn't catch this live because back in 2004, we never got pay-per-views live. And Shepard walang walang uh, online streaming at the time. Nasa Jack uh, na ba yung WWE then? No, uh, there was no Jack TV back then in 2004. Oh. It was uh, Solar Solar Entertainment, oh. and at the time wrestling was WWE was free to air, pero uh, they aired it three weeks late, and we got the pay per views for free, but it was super late. And by then, Shepard, we already knew that Eddie had won. So when we found out that Eddie had won, Shepard, big moment, big stuff, big celebration. It was really fun. And, you know, it was just a thing where you never knew. I thought at the time, I didn't even know 
that Eddie could beat Brock Lesnar because that was Brock Lesnar. He was a big deal. Um, as you know, even in his rookie year and the second year after that. So I never thought Eddie had a chance of winning and then he did. Uh, it was just so great. So Emil, what did you think of this, uh, of this match, which I told you to watch? <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it earlier as well. No, but I will always credit you guys for uh, helping me discover this match because again, when I was new to the to the wrestling the wrestling fandom, th- this podcast literally helped me to expand my fandom. And I will always remember every time it is Eddie Guerrero's birthday or the anniversary of this match, he would always bring it up on the podcast, and that helped me uh, find like, because what happened to YouTube then. Eh? Like patches on YouTube back then, like ten years ago, was super rare. So I uh, did <laughs> did my research, and uh, yeah, it it was uh it was a great match. Probably I think more people will have more sentimental uh sentimental feelings towards it. But for me, I thought it was a great match, and I I have always wondered because you know now I am like ten years into my fandom, and. You know, I already read things uh, online about WWE back then. Diba Eddie Guerrero in 2003 was just working as a mid-card or tagging yeah. with, with yep. Chavo. Yep. How, he, how did he get to the this spot, the main event spot? I always wondered about that. Like, yeah, how did he uh, get into that main event spot at No Way Out? Basically, uh, he almost won the Royal... I think he almost won the Royal Rumble. And then Chris Benoit won that match. So uh, see Paul Heyman, the SmackDown general manager at the time, he had his own SmackDown Rumble because Benoit uh, from SmackDown chose to uh, challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship held by Triple H on Raw. So si SmackDown ng Royal Rumble winner and Heyman decided to hold a 15-man uh, Royal Rumble. So Eddie won that. That's literally how he won. Uh, he he got to the main event spot. See, before this, he was feuding with Chavo because Chavo oh. turned on him. Oh, and that was also God. a mid-card spot. So it was really one of those stroke of luck things, su- sudden push to the top. And he made the most of it. Because he was so uh he was so over, he was so loved by the fans. And uh naman niya yung kanyang um uh, main event status, his newfound main event status. So that that answers your question. He wasn't a right. real main eventer at the time. All right, that that's cool, I guess. And, and then, uh, again, another one of my questions. Maybe the reason why they uh, put over Eddie is because Brock was on his way out. Is that maybe one like one of the things that happened yes, during that yes. time? Yeah, okay, Brock yeah. Uh, had already given his notice that he would not be re-signing with the WWE after WrestleMania. So uh, I guess they just wanted to do a farewell match for Brock uh, at WrestleMania and move on with the WWE Championship against someone else. To be fair, they had a week to, or you know, a whole month, but a whole month to build that up. And although, I don't know, maybe it would have been better for Brock to drop the championship at WrestleMania. Because as we all know, Brock versus Goldberg at the time was really bad because they were messing around and the crowd knew that both people, both guys were leaving and they weren't really having any of it. Yeah. Any other, any other questions? No, no, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm good. And uh, I guess uh, um, I have this Mandela effect around this match for years. I thought this match happened in El Paso. Texas. No, it did not. It happened in San Francisco, it, it happened, San Francisco at the Cow yeah. Palace. Yeah. <laughs> for, you, for years, I thought it was Because you thought it was hometown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, this, was, this, was a, this, this was a great moment. And uh, considering everything that happened after, I am just glad that Eddie at least got a world title reign. Like, um, sobrang manghihinayang ako if Nangyari, nangyari, and Eddie wasn't able to be a main event star because, like Eddie Guerrero, he's probably the best all around wrestler of all time. Like he he can work, um, he can work a he can work a uh you know lucha style. He could he could be, you know, a bruiser a bruiser wrestler. He could be a face or a heel. He could do both really well. So he was really one of the best all around wrestlers of all time, and I'm glad that he was able to at least. 
showcase himself on the main event level be- before he untimely uh, passed uh, the next year. So, yeah, uh, I also wouldn't even call it. Um, I wouldn't even call it a five star classic, even by standards of back then, right? But the moment was what made it. And the fact that they were willing to do that for him was just really good. And the way he uh, played it out, actually, I'm sure he was the one who who took charge of that match. It was really, really good. And they did the right thing. And the crowd reaction from that time will tell you that they did the right thing. All right, that and does uh, it. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Um, sorry. And the, the last thing that I forgot the commentary of Michael Cole and Taz added something to that, in my opinion. And... Uh, At that time, there was an argument that they were better than the Raw yes. announcing team. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, shout outs to Cole and Taz. That, that that moment they added to that moment when Eddie won the title. Yeah, 2003 Cole and Taz. Cole especially was really really good. So I always wondered why people didn't like Cole. I I kind of got it why, pero I felt that they were the more professional team compared to Jr. and King. All right, you know anything else you would like to add before yeah, I close everything. this? Okay, all, right. <laughs> all right, good, good, good. All right, that is it for this week's picks of the week. Thank you all for listening, and please drop your picks of the week on the comments when we post this on Facebook. We'll lo- we'd love to know what you guys loved from last week. Thank you again to the boys and girls of Podcast Network Asia for helping us do what we do and helping us sound like we know what we're doing <laughs> helping us sound really really good uh if you want to talk to us a little more if you want to reach us and you know talk some wrestling wrestling all you got to do is hit us up at wrestling 2x pod on twitter and on tiktok at rose war for myself at eml underscore meister for emil at monday night rowan n-i-t-e for rowan at underscore stan c for stan and at chino supersized for cheetah and for everyone for our missing co-hosts for emil ash here this has been romaran this has been your picks of the week episode for this uh, for the past week thank you and we are out of here peace The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>